0: Know Your Food with Wardy, episode 92. For links and more, visit the show notes at knowyourfoodpodcast.com/slash 92. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Know Your Food with Wardy. I'm Wardy in Southwest Oregon, a traditional food blogger at Traditional Cooking School by Gunalf You can find me at TraditionalCookingSchool.com and KnowYourFoodPodcast.com. I'm so glad you're here. This is the podcast where we're all about embracing whole foods raised, saved, and prepared with traditional methods. It's fun, it's delicious, and it's healthy. You're on your way to looking good, feeling good, and most importantly, doing good. Hey everyone, welcome. Got a great show lined up for you today. Let's do the tip of the week first. We're coming up on Thanksgiving, so you may be reviewing menu plans and recipes and deciding what to do. So I want to give you a quick tip on making your own homemade cranberry sauce. Now this is a recipe from Kresha, a traditional cooking school writer, our blog. You can find um, a whole bunch of recipes from her, in fact, six stunning cranberry sauce recipes from her if you go to knowyourfoodpodcast.com slash sauce. I'm going to give you the quick instructions for making the spiced cranberry sauce. Um, It's delicious, she says, spooned over turkey or pork, and it really sounds scrumptious. I'm planning to make some for our Thanksgiving. What you do is you have three cups of fresh or frozen cranberries and a cup of red wine, or you can use cranberry juice, two oranges that you've juiced and zested, half a cup maple syrup or whatever sweetener you'd like or Um, You can add more to taste and then your spices, a teaspoon of cinnamon, half teaspoon of ground cloves and salt and pepper to taste. And what you do is you combine all those ingredients in a medium saucepan, bring it to a boil over medium high heat. Then you're just going to reduce the heat to medium low while you let it simmer for 10 to 15 minutes, basically till the cranberries have popped and your sauce is done and it's ready to serve hot or chilled. So uh, doesn't that sound wonderful? Very easy and very delicious. And the spices in there sound absolutely f- fabulous, even the the bit of the spice from the pepper. So once again go to knowyourfoodpodcast.com slash cranberry sauce, where cranberry sauce is one word, and you can check out that recipe, printed if you'd like, and um, also check out the other five recipes for cranberry sauce that Krusha has included. I do want to say we'd love to help you plan your Thanksgiving menu. So at the show notes, slash 92 I'm going to give you uh links to um well, to posts that we've done on the blog. Recently we had one on just a um all your normal Thanksgiving dishes, what we've given you real food versions. And then also give you a link to a round of a posts for Thanksgiving recipes and dishes that are special diet friendly like gaps or paleo so be sure to check those out at the show notes as well and now for our listener question this comes from kathy she says thank you for answering my question about your suggestions on what podcast to listen to i did that several weeks back i recently found a site with some recipes on it that uses dextrose as an ingredient are you familiar with this product have you ever used it thanks okay and she gave me a link um, after we wrote back and said, you know, sh- show, show us some of these recipes. Um, and so I, I have been able to go to the site and kind of review the recipes. And sure enough, you know, the cakes and pancakes and whatnot call for a couple tablespoons of dextrose. And I have looked this up in the past, but I wanted to make sure I was giving you current information, Kathy. So dextrose is a form of glucose. It's derived from starches. It does um, naturally occur in some fruit and honey. But mostly what we see um, is industrially produced and derived from starchy plants like uh, corn, wheat, and rice. It's one of the most commonly used ingredients in packaged foods because it's very affordable and it's widely available. In fact, it's often even used as a filler in artificial uh, sweeteners. Like you might notice it when you look at powdered stevia options, I believe that's because um, the normal sugar taste of dextrose balances the potential aftertaste of stevia. Um, they use it in very small amounts in these cases, but it is still there. You don't find it in liquid stevia, which is one reason um, you know to choose liquid stevia over powered, powdered stevia wherever you can. It's less processed and it's also more pure. So this question of whether or not to have dextrose, my opinion is it's best to avoid it. I've got three reasons for you. <laughs> Number one... It's likely to be genetically modified corn, because most dextrose, I believe, is derived from corn, Um, and most corn, genetically modified. Um, Number two, it's highly processed, and number three, it's still sugar, just happens to be cheaper. Now, the site you showed me was like a go without sugar, so I'm not really sure why she's using dextrose, because I looked up dextrose, and if... um, Unless for some reason the sweetener is not used by our bodies, like maybe with a, like as the sugar alcohols are, erythritol or xylitol, um, you know, it's still mostly carbs. So I would say just stay away from it. That's my opinion, and I hope that helps, Kathy. If you want to talk about it more, you can of course visit the show notes, knowyourfoodpodcast.com slash ninety two. Let's take a break, and I'll be right back in a moment. Hi, I'm Warty, a traditional cooking expert and food blogger at gnaufglins.com. For years, my family struggled with food-related health problems, but we don't anymore. And I'd love to show you that preparing whole foods with traditional methods is easy, delicious, and super good for you too. So just go to traditionalcookingschool.com free, and I'll show you how easily you can do it too. I'll give you five free videos that include my favorite traditional cooking techniques, plus printable at-a-glance fact sheets as a handy reference. So, if you're ready to start looking good, feeling good, and most importantly, doing good, then visit traditionalcookingschool.com free today. I'm so pleased to introduce you to my guest today, Shally Carroll. She is in Georgia with her husband and two teenage stepsons, and they raise such an interesting menagerie of animals, water buffalo, alpacas, and get this, 25 species of parrots. Um, Shelly's a holistic practitioner, and she's worked in the nutritional supplement industry, and now she is... Oh, just doing double duty with the animals they raise by rendering that beautiful buffalo tallow into nourishing tallow skincare. And that's what we're going to talk about today is how she got into tallow skincare, why it's so wonderful. I'm a big fan. If you've listened to podcasts before or read the blog before, you've seen tallow has come up several times. Um, and so I was very excited that Shelly, um, well, first she sent me a box of samples Um, after inquiring if I would be interested and the reason I said yes I mean I make my own but and I've written about them on the blog and shared recipes but not everybody wants to make their own and they're looking for a good source so I was so excited to try Shally's products and they are wonderful and she just has this artistry about combining scents and making these formulas for special needs um, special areas of concern And so I'm thrilled actually to have a tallow based product that I can recommend to people who may not, don't want, cannot make their own. And also I can see myself using uh, Shally's shop as a resource for gifts, um, for special products myself that, you know, I make tallow balm and tallow bars, but maybe I want something special. So I'm pretty excited about it. You can check out Shally's site at uh, buffalogalgrassfed.com. It's a great name. Um, And we're just going to get into it now. Talk to Shally and talk about her life and how she got into this and why you might want to consider tallow yourself. And be sure to listen clear to the end because she not only has a great discount coupon for you, 10% off your order using a special coupon code, but she also tells you how to render your own tallow um, and create your own. You know basic skincare with tallow and she's got some excellent tips for making a good quality product that you love in your own home so here's my visit with shally hey everyone this is wardy and i'm here with shally carroll hi shally hi I'm so happy you could join me today to talk about one of my favorite things for skincare, which is tallow. And you are certainly just doing wonderful things with tallow and skincare. Um, and we're going to talk about all that. Before we get into that quite, um, just tell us a little bit about your family and what you guys do and where you live and just kind of those personal details.
1: Okay, I live in Monroe, Georgia with my husband, David. And our two sons, Casey and Cody, who are teenage boys, and uh, we are farmers. We raise Asian water buffalo, um, and not, not to be confused with the American bison. They're um, actually originating from the Mediterranean. They're the um, dark animal with the sweeping horns that you would see perhaps all over Asia and in parts of Europe. Um, and we also raise alpacas and 25 species of parrots in an endangered species breeding program.
0: Wow, that is fascinating. So, just really quick, tell us how did you get involved with those um, unique breeds?
1: Well, my husband has always um, been a farmer, and he loves to farm what he calls outside of the box. So he's very non-commodity in his approach, has always been interested in farming the organic way. not only the for the benefit of our own health, but for the well-being of the animals, um, our neighbors, the environment, um, and so forth. And so it's it's just become a passion of his. And, and of course, now it's becoming more and more popular, which we love that it is. So um, and I grew up on a small farm. Um, and when I finished college at, um, here in Georgia, I went out to Colorado for about 17 years. And then um, my husband and I reconnected. We dated for a short time before college or during college. And um, so we came back here. I came back here about six years ago, and so um, it was just really natural to come back to a farm. And I just really love what he does.
0: That is just fabulous. I'm so happy for you. And what's really cool about your story is the reconnection with your husband.
1: <laughs> We're actually a Facebook story. Really? Well, tell <laughs> yeah, us really quick. Other, yeah, meeting each other after 20 years, meeting each other again on Facebook, and and then the rest is history. So oh,
0: that's wonderful. Well. You are known online now for being the Buffalo gal who makes uh, tallow skincare, and that's what we're going to talk about today. And I love tallow. I said this already, but for a couple years now, I've been making my own tallow balm and tallow bars, and they're a staple in our household. Yeah. Um, how did you get into using tallow for skincare?
1: Well, several years ago, uh, while I was still living in Colorado, um, I just to give you a little bit of background about me. um, I worked as a holistic practitioner for, you know, seventeen, eighteen years. I'm still doing it very part time, and um, I was also a nutritional supplement rep. um, and why, I've just always had a, you know, fascination with natural skin care and have always been a huge fan of, you know, really things that smell really good but are also natural. But living in that kind of harsh climate, um, I always have very dry skin. I'm always out on my mountain bike or on hikes or with my horses and would have um, a lot of, you know, sun damage and just a lot of dry skin. And so um, I always was looking for something that would satiate my dry skin with no luck. And uh, so a friend of mine and I decided one day that we were going to start our own skincare line. So we started doing it, but we couldn't really find anything that was just that satiating or really that satisfying for any length of time as far as, as um, moisturizing dry skin. Um, and at, those, at that time, you know, the mindset that was so popular was everything had to be botanically based or vegan or that right. kind of thing. And we weren't even thinking about animal products. And so um, we really didn't find what we were looking for to create something that was new and innovative. Um, so fast forward, you know, till now um, and, then, you know, several years later when I, I met my husband and um, we were... Um, we were trying to create some value-added products with our with our meat business. And one of the things that um, I wanted to find something new to do with was the tallow, was with our suet and rendering it into tallow. And I I was making candles and um and I wanted to come up with something new and interesting to do with the tallow. And I was thinking about how I'm just addicted to lip balms. And I was like, can't you use tallow for, you know, for skin moisturizing or for a lip balm? So I started playing with lip balms, making lip balms. And that's kind of how it got started. I hmm. um, started researching the Internet and reading stories about, um, about how people use it for skin care and how they always did. And I remember my grandpa using lard to moisturize his hands. He was a farmer. So that kind of got me started that way. And then as I was looking around out there I noticed that other people were starting to kind of catch on to it too. So what a neat thing to be able to do with um with a product from an animal. This just gives us, you know, a more innovative way to use more of that animal in a respectful way.
0: Right. And I was going to commend you on that. I mean because you're raising them for the meat yeah. obviously, but it's <clears throat> you're using every part. You're not letting anything yeah. go to waste. And I yeah. mean to be honest, a lot of a lot of tallow is just discarded because people don't know what to do with it.
1: That's right, that's right.
0: And you're taking that abundance and making wonderful things.
1: Yeah, and one of the things too with water buffalo because one question we get asked a lot at farmer's markets is why water buffalo? And um, you know, I love to answer that question for people, but one of the things that we, one of the reasons we like to raise water buffalo is because their genetics are so hardy and strong that they allow us to farm the way that we want to farm, which is chemical-free. And water buffalo, I mean, we don't even give them vaccinations. They're so so hardy. Um, but one of the things that's nice about water buffalo is they have a really broad palate. They eat things that even cattle won't eat. So they have a lot of nutrition in their meat and in their fat. And so that's something that we are also absorbing in our skin when we're using the tallow.
0: Wonderful. So that leads me into um, asking you, I wanted to dive in on what makes tallow so wonderful for skincare. If you could just tell us, you know, scientifically what's in it, why is it such a great match?
1: Well, um, first of all, one of the, one, one thing that's really nice about tallow is it has palmitoleic acid. Hope I said it right there. Um, And that is, it's antimicrobial and it's Very softening to the skin, but the antimicrobial part of that makes it a very shelf-stable fat to use in skin care. Um, The other thing that's very beneficial, especially if the animal was grass-fed, and I do mean 100% Mm grass-fed, then you're going to have intact all of your fat-soluble vitamins, a D, E, and K, which are all activators for helping our body to rejuvenate and to heal. And um, also there's CLA, which is conjugated linoleic acid. And that is a fat that helps our body not only to burn fat, but also fights cancer cells. And then not to mention the high omega-3 content. So when an animal has been fed 100% grass, and I'm talking about ruminant animals, um, such as cows and buffalo, bison, deer, elk, and so forth. When they're they're fed their natural diet of grass, um, then their omega-3 to 6 ratios are appropriate for heart health. So for example, when the uh, the wild salmon craze has been around, one of the reasons that doctors really like the wild salmon is because it had that omega-6 to 3 ratio of 1 to 1 to 3 to 1. And so when you get 4 to 1 omega-6 to 3 is when you start getting into heart health issues. So grain-fed animals will have ratios as high as 20 to 1. So um, when you're going back to a grass-fed animal, it's 100% grass fed, you're getting back into those one to one to three to one ratios.
0: Right. So now do you get this question? Hopefully, I won't put you too much on the spot here. But I mean, I think for a lot of people, they might be wondering, yeah, I see that it's important to eat that. But what's the big deal about my skin?
1: That's right. And so um, I hear people say sometimes, you know, why would I put something on my skin that I wouldn't also eat? So you know, our skin is our largest organ, we're going to absorb up to 70% of what we put on it. And so why not let that work to our advantage and absorb something that's really nutritious to us overall? So tallow is is a fat that's very similar to the sebum of our own skin. So um, our body easily recognizes it and readily absorbs it. So even if we're putting on a botanically-based moisturizer that's highly nutritious, um, our body may absorb it, but not necessarily absorb the nutrients in it because our body could not necessarily recognize it, whereas it does with tallow and emu mm-hmm. oil and other types of animal fats that are similar to ours.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. And I personally have some remarkable experiences with tallow. Um, yes. Myself. One was, yeah, I've written about them and talked about them. Um, you know, a bad sunburn in Arizona and just virtually, I mean, just healed so well. No peeling really fast using tallow balm. I'd happen to bring it with me on my trip. And I've, and I have vitamin A rashes on the back of my arms. And after, I mean, I would have loved for it to heal overnight. But it's been about, I don't know how long, it's been a couple of years of using tallow regularly.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And they're about half gone, the, um, you know, the rashes. So I probably have this deficiency that is slowly but surely being rectified by using tallow balm. So, you know, you're talking about 70% absorption through the skin. Well, that is totally happening with me.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and so it was for the first time ever that I found something for myself that really handled my dry skin. And I've been getting, having people all over the place tell me the same thing. So I'm like, you know, this is really a wonderful thing that we're going back to, we're reverting back to something that is more traditional for us. In our culture, um, because our grandmothers knew about this, our great-grandmothers knew about using animal fats for skin moisturizing and for healthy eating. And so, I believe that it's also just as important to eat well, keeping your omega-3 ratios high, um, hydrating your body, and nourishing your body with such things as bone broth and, of course, great fruits and vegetables um, and good animal fats um, mm-hmm. to treat your skin from the inside out as well. Mm-hmm. Well.
0: I, I just want to say amen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. So,
0: Shally, people are probably listening, and you know, if they haven't thought of tallow before or, or want to give it a second look. So, um, obviously, you have it available on your website, I buffalogalgrassfed.com. Do. And everybody, we're going to have a, a special um, discount for you at the end. But let's, uh, let's just talk about for the DIYers. Um what can how can they get started with tallow balm for skincare and maybe just a simple recipe or a simple idea that they could do right now.
1: Yeah, and so um I I'll just quickly tell you a story when I was at a farmers market a couple of years ago and this is when I first introduced my um tallow um lip balms out to people in the public and um I had this elderly woman she must have been in her 90s come by my tent and she saw tallow on my sign And she had to stop and tell me a story Hmm. that when she was a little girl, um, her grandmother kept all of the grandchildren while the parents went to work. And so she said there were 15 of them, and um, their favorite day of the month was tallow rendering day Hmm. because the grandmother would bring all the grandchildren into the house, give them all a bath. And as soon as they came out of their bath, then their body got rubbed from head to toe in tallow hair and everything. And she said that was their favorite thing because it made their skin feel so good. It made, cleared up all their rashes and bug bites and it protected their skin, protected their skin, helped them with sunburn and any other kind of skin irritation they were having. And I said, that's really, really a great story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so um, um, so what was, what were, where were we going with this? Just how people can get started. That's right. So one thing is just rendering your own tallow. And you've done some um, some information, you've got some information out there about how to do some rendering of tallow.
0: Yes. And in fact, the show notes for this episode are going to be at com slash 92. And I will have some links there in the show notes.
1: Fantastic. So a couple of tips that I would give um, for rendering tallow. With our water buffalo tallow, I render it between 200 and 220 degrees in our oven. You can also do it in your crock pot. Um, One thing that I recommend is making sure that you're using the actual suet. I think there's some confusion out there with people. Um, some people think it's just the, the body fat that can be used to render tallow, and that's not true. Like sometimes if you cook up a chuck roast and you've got that layer of fat on top that looks like, uh, when it once it's cooled, that looks like tallow, um, it's really just um, a thick fat. It's not necessarily the tallow. So when you're rendering tallow, make sure it comes from the suet which is the fat that surrounds the kidney area in the carcass. And uh, so it's just a nice thick slab, um, depending on how well finished the animal is. And so if you're taking the suet and processing it yourself, um, you want to make sure that it's trimmed very nicely, or if you have um, your processor or a butcher do it for you, um, have them make sure make sure that they trim off any kind of red pieces or you know parts that can cause like a strong smell. Right, and um, you want to render it quickly so that it's it's. Um, so that it's, it's nice and fresh. Um, you don't really want to just put your suet in the refrigerator, in the freezer, and just forget about it. Go ahead and render it. And because tallow freezes very well, it has a nice shelf life. Um, but suet doesn't necessarily. It can easily freeze or burn, and then you get into some strong smells and that kind of thing. So um, so if you whether you process it yourself or have your butcher do it, make sure that they trim it well. And um, my processor rough grinds it for me, so that it just all I have to do is just. Put it in um, to my pot that I'm rendering it in, and just let it go. And then you strain out, of course, the the the, the, um, the cracklings they call it, um, which are the proteins that have rendered out. And uh, you can you can later roast those if you want to, and use them in cornbread or mm-hmm. uh, you know. Sometimes what I do is take the cracklins and um, coat them in a little bit of dark chocolate. Then I've got chocolate-covered cracklins for Valentine's. Ooh. <laughs> That's a neat idea to do with the cracklins. Or you can just, you know, you're, have some, you can give some to your dog if you want to or toss them. But um, and another thing that I do um, that I think really helps for making tallow um, skin care is to make sure that you filter it. So while it's still nice and hot, go ahead and filter it through a coffee filter. And I do it twice. So even if I have to reheat it to get it to go through the filter the second time, the double filtering really makes a nice, clean, pure tallow that makes um, a good skincare product. And I will mix that with... Um, with, an, with another nourishing oil. So coconut oil works really well. Um, I, I have one product that is actually two-to-one tallow to coconut oil that's kind of nice and light, goes on nice and smooth, um, but just an oil of your choice, something that, um, for example, you can use olive oil, you can use avocado oil. Um, in a couple of my products, I have camellia seed oil, which comes from China and Japan, and it's really known for its um, for its, its uh, pore refining and um, fine line refining qualities, very light and smooth. You want something that absorbs quickly because tallow does absorb quickly. And you can even just take the warm tallow and put it right on your skin, especially if you have a, a, a troubled skin condition like eczema or a rash or something like that. Warm tallow is wonderful for, for a skin condition. So that, those are some things you can do. And you just want to make sure that the tallow is cool enough that it doesn't... Um, that it doesn't cause rancidity in a very delicate mixing oil. For example, grape seed oil, um, Mm -hmm. you know, something along those lines. You want to make sure that it's at about 115 degrees at the most if you're going to mix it with another type of oil.
0: These are great tips. Um, And I just want to pull it out a little bit more, just make sure that everybody gets the message. But these are tips from an expert and (laughs) but because I think a lot of people think "Ooh, tallow is it going to smell or be meaty but Shally has just given us the rundown on how to get this really pure neutral nourishing fat to use in skincare and I have a box it's half gone now (laughs) of samples that Shally sent me Um, and they're not meaty in the least they're scrumptious Um, so if you follow all her steps you will get a wonderful tallow for skincare
1: Yeah, you know, uh, rendering when it's fresh and um, filtering are two things that you can do to really create a neutral smell. But uh, sometimes people with sensitive noses will still really, you know, pick up on it. And sometimes you will just hit a spot that does have um, an animal scent. And the way I look at it is it's it's nutrient dense. So if you open up a bottle of vitamins, you know, that strong vitamin Mm -hmm. B smell comes across, sometimes you'll pick that up in the tallow. And, um, you know, if you open, you know, cod liver oil, I mean, anything that we eat that is really nutrient dense and really good for us is going to have a strong smell. And so you're really smelling the nutrients in there um, at any point in time, but there's no need for it to be offensive.
0: Right, right. And I have to say that I don't limit myself to 100% suet when I render tallow, but Uh I'm careful not to uh, brown it. I'm also careful to filter it well. And I've had some jars of tallow that smell very neutral to me. And I've had some that smell a little meaty. And
1: so, you know, it's just. And and every batch, every batch will will vary just a little bit. And um, and it also can depend on the animal's diet, how well it was trimmed and some things like that. So you do have a, a bit of variance there.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for sharing those tips. So we are reaching the end here, but I want to make sure that everybody hears about all your specialties. So why don't you give us like a, a rundown of maybe your, um, some of the products. Yeah. Your favorites or, or some <laughs> that you think would be beneficial and then tell us what you have special.
1: Well, I, when I was developing this line, I got a little bit crazy because I, you know, just creative ideas were just flowing into me from everywhere. So um, I, I wanted to make products that were tailored to different needs, um, a little something for everyone. And even still, I may not have something that's for everyone, but um, two of my favorite products um, are the Farm Girls line. So I've got, they're, they're basically designed for the face, but of course they can be used anywhere on the body. So I have Farm Girls Fresh Face. Um, it's mixed with a little grape seed oil, organic grape seed oil. And I, and I mix it at very low temperature. Um, it is, um, expeller pressed, so it's, it's not been chemically altered in any way. So I try to use a really, really pure mixing oils, but grape seed oil. The reason I like it is because it's, very fast-absorbing, just like tallow is in and of itself. And um, so someone who's got really oily skin or acne-prone, or they just want to apply a moisturizer before they've quick guy to get out of the house with some makeup on, that's a a good product for that. Um, And then I have the Farm Girl's Friend, which is the one that I use mostly for my own face um, for dry or maturing skin. And so I have a bit of a fair bit of sun damage and um, because I love being outdoors in the sun and I don't really like to wear um, sunscreen. So I like to use this one because it really does protect my face and it it, it absorbs much slower. Um, It has pumpkin seed oil in it, which is very, very nourishing and high in omega three, um, and it's got it's mixed also with some camellia seed oil um, that I was talking about earlier. That's really good for wrinkles and fine lines, and so it's slower absorbing. So sometimes I apply it at night before I go to bed, and so of course by morning, you know, my I'll wake up and my face feels nice and soft, but it doesn't feel greasy. So um, another product that I um, I wanted to make something for mamas and babies and people that have really troubled skin, um, diaper rashes, scars, stretch marks, and even people with eczema. Um, so I came up with a product called mama's love and, um, I, at first, I was using Young Living's Gentle Baby formula, um, their blend. and um, But I've been finding that people that have eczema or troubled skin conditions are very sensitive to essential oils. So I took mm. out the essential oils altogether. And instead, what I'm using is a um, it's it's my tallow that's been infused um, with organic lavender, calendula, and rosebuds. And so I let my tallow... Um, it will infuse for about two weeks. It's, it's a dry infusion to absorb the benefits of these herbs. And it does absorb a little more slowly because of that. It takes a little bit of time for our body to um, to utilize um, um, these herbs that have been infused into this tallow. Um, and then it has well-crafted percaxi oil, which is very soothing to those kinds of skin conditions, too. And so it's just those two ingredients. Um, and so I've been having people tell me that it really, really helps with rashes and eczema and other conditions. And it's a product that's just been poured into the jar, so it kind of comes in a hardened butter form. Um, and my whole idea was to spoon it out and just warm it and apply it as like a warm uh, tallow treatment to uh, an affected skin area. So, um, And then just quickly, um, I have some just general purpose um, face and body moisturizers. I have one called Soothing Lavender and another one called Sweet Peace, and they both have really nice um, therapeutic grade essential oils in them. And um, a new thing that I just came out with this year, um, because I was finding that since I like to use a lot of tallow in my product, um, that my lip balms would get crumbly in dry weather, so I started potting my lip balms um, into some small pots, mm, and yeah. I started whipping them and calling them lip whips. Mm. And I have one that's called vanilla nutmeg that's a must try. So it's just a light and fluffier, not exactly, because once you start using it, your fingers will, will will start to press out some of the air. But it's just a nice way to apply a lip balm because it's not hard, um, and uh, and greasy. It's just kind of light and goes on really smooth. So I'm starting to get some pretty good reviews on on these new lip whips. So that's a must try too. The vanilla nutmeg is my favorite. So so that's just a rundown of some of the products I have.
0: Well, when you sent me the box of stuff to try, um. I was absolutely shocked at, well, and impressed with the variety and the different formulas and the scents and applications that you came up with. It was really impressive.
1: Oh, thank Something you. for
0: everyone, for sure. That's,
1: that's kind of the idea. And I have a lot more ideas I haven't even started on yet. <laughs> the worst coming. Yes. Yep. So everyone, you can
0: find um, Shally at her shop, buffalogalgrassfed.com. And Shally, why don't you tell us what's special?
1: Um, what's what's on special?
0: No, the special for our listeners.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, okay. So if we're going to have a 10% off of your entire order, and it's a coupon call, code um, that's going to be TALLO3. So when you go onto my website and you get to the shopping cart, uh, when you check out, you will receive a 10% discount on your total order.
0: Fantastic. And this is going to expire uh, Monday, December um, 15th. 15. Mm -hmm. yes so depending on when you listen to this episode it's about a month to look around and decide what you want and it's great timing for christmas uh, stocking stuffers or for your own personal wish list thank you so much for joining us today Shally. it's just been wonderful to hear your story and what's behind your tallow skincare line and i just wish you all the success
1: Thank you so much. And um, and for any of your listeners, um, I just welcome any questions or feedback. And, um, you know, so feel free to, to send me a message. Thank you. My Facebook. Yes, through Facebook or through um, I'm also on Facebook, by the way, or through uh, my website portal. I'll have a contact form there for questions or feedback. OK,
0: great. And yes, if everyone just visit the show notes, know dot com slash 92. And there will be links to everything. Shali shop her Facebook page. Um, historical posts that I've done about tallow skin care and just the whole scoop thank you thank you so much for joining me today I hope to see you again soon let me tell you what you can do next you can visit the show notes for this episode just go to knowyourfoodpodcast.com slash and then without a space just type the number of this episode you'll get links and much more information about what we've been talking about you can submit questions for future episodes. I love to answer your questions on the air. So go to knowyourfoodpodcast.com slash questions to submit them. You can stop by traditionalcookingschool.com to get five free traditional cooking videos from me. And finally, you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, the podcast app, or Stitcher. If you're on a mobile device, just search for Know Your Food with Warty while you're in the app. If you're on a desktop, go to knowyourfoodpodcast.com slash iTunes right in your browser. While you're there, please do leave a rating review. I love to get them, love to read your comments, and they're invaluable to help other people find this podcast. Thank you so much.